There are business leaders that are leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you for yet another week. Um, I'd like to say a big thank you to my guest uh, last week, Mitch Russo. Um, Mitch uh, was um, fascinating and um, talked to us about the Invisible Organization, which is a book that he wrote a, a few years ago before lockdown. And we talked about um, this situation of, of kind of homeworking and you know, key lessons and learnings for people thinking of uh, bringing people back from being furloughed. And um, yeah, Mitch is a Mitch had, had, had set up an organisation with Tony Robbins with 300 people and uh, have managed it remotely. So if you're interested in that, do um, hook into that show and have a listen in the archive. Now today we're going to talk about surviving to thriving. And uh, we've got a, another great guest for you. We've got Kate Fletcher. I'd like to uh, thank as well um, our, our mutual good uh, friend, uh, Jessica Richards, for the introduction. And... Uh, I think um, you know, Jessica just told me what a wonderful person Kate was and, uh, and said you're going to thoroughly enjoy uh, a conversation with her. And uh, thank you. We appreciate your, your support. So are you currently surviving or are you really thriving? Now, Kate Fletcher is a highly recommended strategic advisor, board facilitator, mentor, performance coach. She's led business units and major organizations. And when I read what she did, I thought of, sort of felt, hmm, that sounds quite like me. And uh, we do indeed have quite a bit in common because we turned out we actually worked for the same organization uh, in a similar time in our careers called United Biscuits. Now, we're going to talk about Kate's perspective from her experience, from um, uh, her work. She's also been a multi-award winning chair of CEO peer groups. Uh, she's worked for some of the world's most successful organizations. Uh, she is launching uh, market makers for ambitious CEOs and game changers for high-performing senior leaders at the moment. Uh, she loves to uh, break down barriers, preventing talented people from um, achieving their, their dreams, particularly women. And she has got uh, an incredibly fascinating uh, sort of personal background. She sailed in a round-the-world yacht race. She's completed the equivalent of five marathons in five days through France, Italy, and Switzerland. And she's uh, played hockey at National League and Junior England level. She's a mum to two children, loves playing the piano. A big welcome to Kate Fletcher. Thank you, Chris. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing? Yes, brilliant. Thank you. Okay, so how, how, are you how are you surviving at the moment with, uh, well, are you surviving or thri thriving with lockdown? <laughs> Yeah, really good question, actually. So, um, yes, I feel like I have to say thriving, but um, there are days when it feels more like survival, if I'm brutally honest. But I think most of the time I'd like to say I'm thriving. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, about, what about the children? Yeah, there's been, you know, we've had some real positives, definitely. Um, but, you know, children like, like adults, we all have our moments, don't we? And uh, they are... Um, they absolutely have their moments at times, yeah. But I think, you know, 
some of the positives for us are we've had um, far more time together, obviously, during a lockdown for over 12 weeks now. Um, but actually, you know, seriously, there have been some really um, great quality um, parts of time together. We've had meal times together, you know, we even cooked together. I think like most of the UK, we've been baking together. You know, there have been, there've been <laughs> huge flour shortages in the UK. <laughs> so I think, I think most of the population are baking cakes and bread right now. But yeah, we've definitely done that. We've got into gardening, which I never thought in a million years I would um, get into. So uh, we've landscaped the front and back of our garden and we are now avid growers of fruit and vegetables, believe it or not. So, um, so yeah, there have been, <laughs> been some real positives. There have also been a lot of challenges, right, which I think we've all gone through. Um, so for me, there's a massive juggling act. Um, so like many families, you know, juggling homeschooling, two children, a nine and a seven-year-old, you know, whilst running a business, which mentors and support CEOs who also have in a tough time. So that juggle is uh, really interesting. Um, and my partner's also quite sick, so I've been trying to shield him and support him. So, um, so yeah, it's been, um, <laughs> it's been challenging, definitely. Oh, yeah, how, how about you? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm similar in respect to have two two boys 10 and 14 and we're we're sort of helping them trying to trying to help them and inspire them to do their homework and and learn um we've also done lots of uh, we're growing lots of vegetables the greenhouse has never been so active and uh, i've been converting all sorts of bits of wood that we've had around the place into um into areas for vegetables and even converted a fridge into a vegetable patch believe it or not um, it's, been, it's been fun but like like you it's sort of interesting isn't it I know you're doing a lot of work around your website and things at the moment but we're we've been given this time to for all this busyness um, but also we're probably doing a little less client work perhaps and um, but other things are filling it up aren't they they are definitely yeah so like I said to you earlier I'm writing a book and I'm desperately trying to discipline myself to sit, I'm an extrovert, so sitting, um, you know, in a, in a cabin at the bottom of my garden on my own and, and committing to write this book is proving to be quite a challenge for me. But uh, yeah, I like to think I'm quite self-disciplined, so I will get there. But it's not, it's not straightforward, you know, we're all humans at the end of the day, aren't we? <laughs> We we are, and it's it, it's easy to forget that, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to be superhuman, but we've uh, only got so much so much energy, and <laughs> so, so we've got to manage to look after ourselves as well as everybody else, haven't we? We do. So t tell us a bit about your your kind of background, and you know, I'm mean, very intrigued. You know, where 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 do you live now? Where where do, you know what was life like for you growing up, and how did it lead you to around the world yacht race and uh, and also endurance racing? Yeah, good question. <laughs> because I, I was actually born in Middle England. So um, I was born near to Birmingham, spent my childhood um, north of Birmingham. So absolutely nowhere near any coast. Um, but but um, I, my parents are very outdoors um, people and into adventure. So I grew up with that sort of childhood, really. Um, I was also a dreamer, always been a dreamer, and I probably still am a bit dreamer. Um, 
so I, um, we were sailing on a family um, sailing holiday down in Poole in, on the south coast um, <clears throat> of England. And as an eight-year-old, I remember seeing the Whitbread around the world yachts as they were then. And they were tied up at Poole Quay and there was a lot of excitement, um, lots of people looking over these yachts. And I remember thinking, wow, what an amazing thing to do. How exciting. And very quietly, I genuinely said to myself, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to do that one day. And I was eight years old. And it, I never had any doubts. I didn't know when I was going to do it, but I absolutely knew I was going to do it. And 20 years later, I, I went and did it. But um, I think I've been fortunate to have a mum who... Um, instilled a positive mindset in me to be honest and a real sense of self-belief so she drilled into me regularly you know anything is possible I think she regretted that when I went off around the world by the way but anyway um anything is possible and you know you can do anything you set your mind to so I sort of probably got into the habit of setting these crazy challenges to myself and stretching goals um I think, look, I think the other big influence in me actually was in hockey. So, um, and again, as a child, I think we very rarely appreciate just how lucky we are um, often, but I was hugely fortunate and privileged to play in a club team that were the, were the best team in Europe. So I actually um, had an amazing opportunity to play in the equivalent of the Champions League in hockey. Um, and what that meant was well, there were some pretty amazing players in my team. Um, and at the time, the sort of household, um, not that hockey was particularly household sport, but household names like James Sixsmith, Barbara Hamley, um, they saw my potential as a 14-year-old um, and, and nurtured it. And actually, that's really shaped who I am, that whole approach um, but one of the things they did see and identify was that I was, um, I was too lady, I was too ladylike on <laughs> Archibald. So I was very skillful, but I needed toughening up. So, uh, so they made me mark Jane Sixsmith. Now Jane Sixsmith was the GB striker in hockey. Um, so I really quickly learned <laughs> to be quite brave because, um, if I wasn't, and it wasn't tough, I wouldn't have really survived her pelting the ball at me. So I'm marking her on a Tuesday night at half past nine at night in the rain and whatever was, um, was pretty character building and <laughs> toughening. So I guess all these things set, in, set into motion, the choices that I made then around, you know, going and doing the round world yacht race um, and also, you know, doing a crazy thing like five marathons in five days, which was incredible. <laughs> no, no, so it is it is quite, you know, it is quite a funny story really in in a way because I um I had been through some really tough personal challenges and my marriage had broken up and I decided that instead of moping around feeling sorry for myself, it was actually the time to think about others and I decided that I would try and do something that would make a huge difference to, to other people. Um, and I'd met somebody locally to me who, uh, uh, their family had had a terrible, terrible, tragic news where they found out their son had got Dutch and muscular dystrophy, which is a muscle wasting disease. And 
um, it, it falls short and it's primarily boys that get this um, and not well known at all and the children don't reach adulthood basically. Um, and it, it's underfunded relative to other diseases. And I thought it was so, it made me so sad. And I thought, right, I have to do something. I have to try and make a difference. And so I decided that to make a difference, I needed to raise a lot of money. <laughs> and to raise a lot of money, I had to do something really crazy. <laughs> so so um, having never done a marathon before, I decided that I would do the equivalent of five in five days around the Alps. So we followed the ultra Tour de Mont Blanc route broadly and a group of us set out to do this together. And it was an amazing experience. I mean, hideous in some respects, <laughs> but extraordinary in others. And I learned so much from it. I really did. Even, you know, even, you know, I did it a couple of years ago. And even now, you know, the, the capacity as a human to do things and our ability to keep increasing our resilience and to get stronger and fitter you know in every sense of the word was yeah it was sort of was limitless really I, I did something similar last year I did a quadrathlon uh, and it helped me my father was dying and I found it an amazing kind of focus doing that intense exercise uh, to enable me to have the right mindset through the year to kind of deal with that um, so yeah, I think it is really a great thing there that you did, Kate. And interestingly, we've had—is it Duchenne? Did you say, Kate? Duchenne, yeah, Duchenne yeah. muscular dystrophy. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes, we've had um, Alex his wish on the show before. Ah, oh, okay. If you've ever come across yeah. Emma Hallam, I have, so, I have. Yeah. We've supported uh, Alex's wish a little bit okay. too. Okay. Um, so it is something we mm. we understand to some extent, but very tough, isn't it? Really, yeah. For, for very so tell, tell us a bit before how you help your clients today. You know, what, what are you finding are their key problems as well at the moment? Well, <laughs> they, they, um, I, I work with them to help unlock fantastic growth, you know, transformational growth, and for many to realise the potential in the market. So that, that may be motivated by an exit or a sale, for example, or a succession plan, or just simply they want to maximise the opportunity. So that's a typical... Um, connection I have with people I think you know currently that hasn't gone away it's just been magnified if anything um, you know the, the situation that most CEOs senior execs are facing is pretty daunting right now you know and, and actually we've been talking about physical exercise I think it's like an ultra marathon actually at the moment being a CEO through COVID-19 and managing and leading effectively through that it's you've got to pace yourself you know and um and and take decisions at the right time um so i'm helping people with all of that in reality and also looking after themselves which is crucial we've talked about just then about how important it is to take care of yourself um in order to be able to um operate peak performance <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely well very important work at the moment. People really need help. And after the break, we're going to uh, chat about this this favourite subject of mine, really, at the moment. It is elevating leadership. And uh, I think thinking about how you know the leader can help us, you know, not only survive but also move to thriving in this current environment. But also, there's a backdrop, of course, that we've got some major problems going on around the planet, and uh, everybody 
needs to step up, I think, to help resolve those and come together like they've never come together before. So join us again. We're going to have a, a little break now um, for two minutes. After the break, we'll really get into the nitty gritty of this and hear lots of suggestions from Kate as to how we can um, develop ourselves and keep give focus to ourselves such that we, 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 we really blossom uh, when maybe lots of people around us are maybe losing their, uh, their kind of cool at the moment. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. This is Chris Cooper with Kate Fletcher. We're talking about surviving to thriving. We're going to chat about uh, kind of leadership now. And I, I just, you know, there's just something that this uh, pandemic has really, really kind of cut across right now in terms of our patterns of behavior. And there's a, a need to switch our behavior uh, to really enable the you know, the, the kind of planet to survive and thrive and integrate and solve some of the many issues that we have globally. And it requires a different type of leadership. And I just wonder, Kate, you know, do, do you think um, leaders need to be more courageous in this current environment? And if so, how do they do it? 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, a very leading question, but I totally agree. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> they need to be more courageous, and which is really easy to say, and it's quite hard to do. Um, but actually, you know, to come through this and pull people together and lead really effectively, you know, we've got to face into... We've got to face into that uncertainty. I think what, as you as you say, COVID has, has essentially just brought to a head what was sort of already happening in a way. You know, so we talk about the VUCA world, you know, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And I think now that's that is very much the norm for us. You know, and it's it's um, there are a huge um, number of interdependencies at play here and a lot of things have kind of come to a head that have, have, have forced us to think differently um, but we you know as being able to balance better balance longer term thinking you know with those short-term crisis management actions is really important we've got to we've got to hold both of those things together mm. um, we've also got to face into some really tough choices and decisions you know and, and a lot of what I've been helping leaders to do over the last you know three months in particular is to challenge everything you know and it, it, perhaps some of those um issues are almost been like sacred cows you know that have been untouched and not confronted before and actually this this crisis in a way this pandemic has, has made people go do you know what I was sort of avoiding that issue and I can't avoid it any longer now I have to deal with it so I think there's, there's definitely something about being courageous in facing into things that we perhaps have avoided before how we balance long and short term together I think the other thing here is around humility as well. So, um, you know, no one has all the answers. And I, and I find this quite a lot when I talk to CEOs around, in a way, you're expected to have the answers to everything. You're expected to be the oracle. Um, you know, you're expected to be calm and almost superhuman. But at the end of the day, they're, they're not. <laughs> and no one has all the answers, and particularly in the sort of situation we've got right now where it's so unpredictable in in a way that you you can't really determine what's going to happen next so we have to set ourselves up to adapt really well to uncertainty right and how how do you do how do you do that when when maybe people around you are you know are, are maybe feeling less confident than normal perhaps and uh, and you are people have looked up for you perhaps for answers how do you you know open up and with this humility such that you still uh, you you build the confidence of people as well rather than diminish it yeah, absolutely so i think you know the uh, the visionary role of um being able to articulate a compelling vision still remains you know yes long term this is what we want you know this is why we're here so being very purposeful about why the business exists and also who are we and what do we stand for you know the values that um differentiate us often from others and those three things i think you can't over communicate those three things so i would be um continuing to reinforce those things and um, you know, communicate very frequently around those three dimensions. But then being really honest about, you know, help, help me to figure out how we do some of these things, you know. Um, so collaboration you referenced earlier is a really 
key part of this. Um, collaboration internally in an organization where you're collaborating with your you know, your leadership teams, your management teams, your staff, employees, but collaborating externally with customers, with partners, um, with a community. So obviously a lot of what I um, am moving into is pulling together CEOs into a community where they can bounce ideas off each other, they can share their insights with each other, share their learnings, best practice, share their mistakes, um, and learn, you know, learn quickly <laughs> um, around uh, what others are doing and what impact that makes. Having a diversity in that um, sort of community as well is, is hugely powerful. So um, getting different perspectives um, makes a huge difference. So being, being prepared to ask others for help as well and they're yeah. important. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... I mean, one of the things that seems to have really happened in the world has been you know, some of the problems in the world are, are quite often, and in businesses, due to quite self-centered behavior. Yes. Um, I mean, the leaders often following their own agenda rather than what really needs to be done. And I just wonder how, when you, what's your thoughts on that? And how do leaders shift their perspective? Yeah, so I, I, I agree. I think that is that has happened. Um, and, and to a degree, I suspect it will continue to happen. Um, but I think, you know, the clearer businesses are and leaders are around the purpose and the values and actually really sticking to it. So a lot of the problems often, in my opinion, are where um, companies don't follow the values that they set out. Mm. So they articulate a set of values and they tend to, they seem to think it's sort of window dressing um, for the outside world. But in reality, businesses are far more now like glass boxes than black boxes. You know, you can see in and employees will tell you and they'll, they will, you know, everything is transparent now, I think, far more than it's ever been. Um, so being authentic, really authentic and living those values I think will make that difference and people will be able to see those organizations that do care about the community, that do care about their employees, that do care about their customers and care about the planet. So I'm a big advocate of the sort of triple bottom line or blueprint for a better business. It's got a number of B Corp, um, it's got a number of different labels now, but this whole notion of um, satisfying shareholders, but engaging employees and um, doing something outside of the organization for the community or for the planet. I think it's crucial for business to be sustainable and to play the role it it, it needs to play. I think uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, what, what, do you th- I, what do you think about organizations right now who who don't have almost stopped you from being able to contact them? I, I, we've been having great frustration with utilities, telecom supply and telecom suppliers broadband suppliers at the moment who've just basically, if you want to contact them about a problem, you have to do it through a chat box <laughs> and there's no phone number. And I have to say, I, I've made a decision today that uh, three, there's three suppliers that I will ultimately move away from over time as the contracts run yeah. out for, for not, for, for having me spend hours on simple issues on, on chat boxes on <laughs> the computer. And do you know what? You won't forget that either. So they won't get you back. And once lost, you're lost forever, I think. And um, what I think will happen is you could consume as customers all vote with their feet. So those organizations that have stepped to the fore and been there through difficult times, 
you know, customers will also remember that too. So I've got two of my clients at the moment, you know, they have, um, whilst they haven't been able to go out to people's homes, they've been contactable, they have been absolutely been present for customers and their business, unsurprisingly, is growing rapidly. And they've got the opposite challenge at the moment where they haven't, they, they can't recruit fast enough to cope with the demand because, of course, the thing is, once you, you behave like that to customers and you have that reputation, those customers tell other customers, they tell all their friends. So you've got an advocacy base immediately. Um, and it spreads as quickly as um, those that disappoint, right? So yeah. I think we'll see a real shift coming out of this. And um, markets now are, many markets, you know, like utilities are a lot easier to get into for startups. Um, and uh, I think you'll see a lot more um, a lot more organizations popping up and the lifespan of, of organizations being shorter as a consequence unless they stand by their values and they live their purpose. Mm. What do you think? What's your, I, what's your view? I, I completely agree with you. I, I think it's you know, the purpose is very, very important, uh, living the values, but also this is a time, it, it, it's a time to shine right now in the, yeah. the, the best you can, isn't it? Because it's an opportunity to gain enormous competitive advantage right yeah. now by offering a, a service. It, it kind of shows you true colours, I think. It does. And I think, you know, we've seen on the media, you know, well, the times that they haven't been slating the government and, um, <laughs> and spreading bad news, but the, 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 other, the sort of third line of media coverage has been around kindness. And I think it's, you know it's getting more airtime rightly so and um i was watching a clip of the new zealand prime minister earlier actually um almost her story and it was really inspiring and and the the progress that she's made over new zealand and some of the the policies that have been changed the laws that have been changed to to recognize almost that are inherently kind you know they recognize that and then when we see acts of kindness it's it's made a tremendous difference culturally and I think I think it will commercially too I think I think you're right I think if you can engender the kinds of values which which result in you know much more kindness and caring and you know love for each for each other for your for your um, your customers for your employees that has got to be lead to a better organization and one that has got lots of pockets of fear and people having people having to not able to creatively feel engaged with the organization or share all of their ideas because they're holding them back Mm -hmm. um i think the whole world works better when there's this uh, constant and fear has caused some of the problems fear that we're we're going to run out of money we've got to keep on growing and growing and keep on using the world's resources and um it, it's time for a change and what you've identified there with kindness I think is is a key I think it's part of it isn't it and I think that you know the, the a business that that's more aligned to its values that's true to its values it's clear about its purpose um and you know and kindness is part of part of that hopefully that and the relationships and the collaboration um it's just a much healthier business. It's a destination for, for talent as well. You know, people want to work for organizations like that, don't they? They don't want to work for a toxic, um, negative, fear-based culture. 
it's just not sustainable now. And I think we'll get a divide. I think if, if people don't respond to that shift, you'll you'll see them, well, you'll see those organisations really struggle, I think. I think we have to walk with our, as consumers as well, we have to start to walk with our feet. I mean, yeah. I mean we get you get lots of listings. I've just got a, a witch magazine on my table. And uh, you know, there's lots of listings there around customer service. And I've made a, made a point myself to move to companies with better customer service because I also believe they're likely to be, because, because their customer service is so good, it suggests to me their culture is uh, yeah. likely to be better for the people who are working in it. So yes. I'm, I've just moved my broadband suppliers to one that um, gives me a really kind of intimate, supportive service. I pay more money, but every time I speak to them, I speak to people who are happy and fulfilled and engaged yeah. and um, not call yeah. centers all over the world. <laughs> and you get looked after, don't you? And you feel good about it. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that we, we should do, we should look to do that, I think. So, if we if we um, if we become more courageous and we we have more humility and kindness and and com- compassion, what else do you think is important to help us to to, to thrive today? And on values, you mentioned too. Yeah, I, you know, creativity. <laughs> so we we um we need to be curious. We need to be more curious as things open up. This greater transparency. Um, asking different questions, you know, that, that elicit that fresh thinking, that different take on things, how we bring the inside, yes, the outside in, um, and and look for ideas from other industries at the markets and how we might adapt them in our own, how we might redefine our proposition. You know, it, 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 the heart of it is being curious and asking different questions to me, but it, it, that then stimulates different thinking, different ideas. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts where around how to how to best bring those ideas out of yourself and your people when there may be a lot of operational things you're doing as well, which could you know could could lead to you feeling almost like a rabbit in the headlights. Because ideas don't always come that easily, do they? In in that kind of a situation, you know. And I think you know that's one of the challenges of leadership, right? Isn't it? It's, it's that balancing the delivery. Um, and the actions that need to be taken and the pace of, of action. And then the creativity almost comes from a different part of our brain. So the more meandering, slower brain waves that, that, that get stimulated by a different working environment. Um, so I think it's about, you know, it's about being conscious about what is it we're trying to be creative around? What, what, you know, what are the questions that we're asking ourselves? And then, you know, Practically, it's sort of breaking that breaking that down into perhaps it's you know taking small groups of people and working on different initiatives or different questions and cells, making it quite invigorating environment, um, doing it with a degree of pace but openness and being able to reconnect people together so it becomes quite inspiring and aspirational um, in the exercise as well. So yeah, questions for me is at the heart, absolutely at the heart of it. Incisive, probing um, questions. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, we're going to go to commercial break again now. Um, go and have a get yourself a quick cup of tea or glass of water or something like that. We'll be back again in just two minutes, and then we're going to we've got lots more to talk about, um, which will uh, I think. Be, bring us to a very energizing conclusion as well. So we'll talk about resilience and energy and uh, 
some of uh, Kate's adventures in there too. So we're back again with you in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Kate Fletcher. We're talking about about uh, surviving to thriving and other requirements for a different style of leadership to enable us to do that. And and Kate, I'm just wondering. We talked about building a bit more pace. How do we do that when people might be struggling mentally at the moment? I mean, there's a real concern, isn't there, about people's mental energy and and their, their worries that are going on in their life right now. How do we go about doing that? Okay, so I, for me, the first thing, um, which sounds really obvious, but I think um, it often gets neglected, particularly with business leaders, is looking after ourselves. You know, we, we find ourselves looking after everybody else before we look after ourselves. But, you know, one of the things I've noticed with the sporting um, adventures, if you like, has been there's been a high correlation for me between my level of fitness and health and my performance at work. So when I'm fitter, physically fitter, um, I perform better, my output's better, the results are better, Mm. I'm happier, it feels better. So, you know, basic stuff that we often take for granted, but getting great sleep, so important. Um, I've done a lot of work in the past with um, medical professionals around all the areas of, of athletic performance relating into business and ensuring that we get ideally eight hours sleep a night is really, really important. You know, eating good um, food that has slow release um, energy, also really important. Movement, 
So walking, you know, I do a lot of walking um, and I find that's really, really helpful. You know, fresh air, um, exercise um, in a walking sense gives us a positive, you know, releases the endorphins and we feel very positive as a consequence. Um, I think that the second thing I would say is about the mindset we choose to have. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can watch the media talk about doom and gloom and global depressions and um, you can start to quite quickly feel quite depressed or you can shut that out <laughs> and focus on the positives. And um, I know that might sound you know, a bit trite, but um, you know, every, day, every day is a fresh day. Um, that's one of the things I learned stuck in the doldrums for 14 days. I can tell you, <laughs> drifting, drifting a mile a day, thinking, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of this? Um, but every day is a fresh day and you get up each day and go, right, what, you know, what are we doing today? What, what are the positives that are going to happen today? And, um, and learning to be appreciative about the progress and the good things, I think is a really important part of that. Um, and the third thing I would say in that is just not being alone. You know, we've physically been alone in our houses or, you know, with our families or whatever. But outside of that, we've been pretty isolated. So but, but we don't need to be. And as lockdown sort of released, you know, being part of a community is so important. You know, with my clients, what I've tried to do is connect them every week. We've had a call at the end of the week which has been a really important part of the progress that they've all made because it's an opportunity just to, you know, to say, how are you feeling? You know, how's it been this week? What's gone well? What's not gone so well? Um, and be that support and that encouragement and almost cheerleaders for each other, you know, and that, that power of the community is strong and, and significant. Lots to think about in there, but we're yeah. all really, really significant. I let somebody shared with me, you may have heard this, uh, Kate, uh, using using shed s h e d. So I've not heard that. No, what does that stand yeah. for? So so s is sleep. Yeah. Uh, H is head. So that things like meditation. Maybe. Um, yeah. E is education. Yeah. And D is diet. Yes. So it's, I think it's quite a good way to remember it. It is, and actually, the education one is a, is a key one, and. I know a lot of people, and I'm included in this, have taken the opportunity to read more, to learn, to listen to podcasts, to listen to webinars, to be part of um, online communities on, on different topics, and all, all valuable um, in terms of building energy and resilience, actually. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you can, if you're not careful, though, find yourself uh, spending most of your life on them, I've found, if you're not careful. You can... <laughs> There's so many, so many sort of going on at the moment. Well, there's a lot going on. I think you've got to be quite, quite selective in what you want. You have on the UK. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, choose, choose the good ones. When it comes to uh, gaining, get, getting really clear about, you know, the decisions that you need to make. I mean, yes. things can seem a little bit blurry at the moment because there's a, a lot of different ways we could potentially turn. But how do you, how do you gain that? very clear perspective on where you give your attention? So it's a really good question. Um, and it, there's no straightforward answer to this, is there? because at the end of the day, we've got short-term issues that need to be addressed often. Um, and balancing that with a long-term picture is, is a real challenge. 
Um, but I'm, it's, it's one of the areas I focus on a lot with people. How do we take those urgent actions that need to be taken but not lose sight of the direction that we're going in? So I try and help people get to a clear roadmap with some quarterly priorities that are really outcome-focused so they're clear, you know, what, what that, what's going to happen as a consequence of those things. How we look at the kind of lead indicators, so that early warning of if it's, if it's, if it's, making the difference we want it to make or if it's not being able to adapt then if it's not and and change it for something else but, but the other two bits of that are around focus and being utterly ruthless so i think the danger here is to be really busy <laughs> um the sort of busyness disease where people just get addicted to doing lots of stuff and and lose sight of the big things that need to be addressed so having that ruthless focus on the, the one or two really big priorities, I think is hugely important. And then leading a team, you know, this bit about holding them to account. Accountability is one of the biggest issues in leadership. I think one of the surveys recently I read was 80% of organizations have an accountability issue. <laughs> so, mm. How we cascade those big ideas down to clear priorities, clear actions, clear measures, all the way through the organization and then have the discipline to follow up with people to make sure that they are delivering those things is really important for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awful <laughs> lot to think about. And I'm just, I want to go back to the doldrums. <laughs> <I know. laughs> take, yourself, take yourself back to the doldrums. No. <laughs> and uh, uh, how do we, how do we maintain resilience right now? I mean, for you, 14 days going a mile a day must be must be have been sort of challenging. How do you how do you mentally deal with that with you know day in, day out? Yeah. So again, yeah, positivity is such a big part of this for me. You know, if resilience is the 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 speed and strength of our response to adversity, if, if I use that as a definition, then actually as being positive breaking things down into smaller steps to get through them try and build momentum i think that's how we can manage um resilience effectively i mean we've talked about taking care of ourselves that's really important because without personal energy we almost don't have the energy to to uh to direct at the challenge if you like but for me, I would say, yeah, it's every day. Every day is a new day, and um, having a having a a motive, an objective, a goal for that day, and then at the end of that day, looking at the positives and the progress. So we build some momentum, we build some confidence. That that for me is where it where it sits. And I, and I guess we have to. We, we have to do that internally with ourselves. And then if we can do that internally, we're then able to, to help others to, to find that in themselves, perhaps. Definitely. I mean, I think one of the challenges for leaders at the moment, because communication is such a big part of this. So if you're an extrovert like me, you love talking to people. So that's great. You're just, you're having lots of conversations. If you're an introvert, um, I think it's much more challenging the degree of communication and the level of conversation and and um, the connectivity that that needs and the energy that that needs is, is probably a bigger deal. But lots and lots of communication and, and reviewing and 
um, and, and sharing and celebrating in the successes, however small they might feel, it's all first step on a journey that's a, you know, building momentum. It was interesting, on last week's show with Mitch Russo, we were I was just sort of observing that within my clients, some of the ones who were maybe or people who are working from home, those ones who are more extrovert, like you and I, I Kate, were maybe struggling a little bit. They're wanting to be more with each other. And those who are introverts are going, hey, I'm at home. I'm not talking to, <laughs> talk to so many people. However, as, as, as Mitch sort of pointed out, he said, you know, over time what happens because they haven't got, that, that they aren't engaging as, as much um, actually, they can, and, and they're internally not not helping asking others about the problems. So internally, keeping those problems inside, and he he's finding from their experience that some of these uh, the more introverted people are struggling more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got to be mindful of that, haven't we? Absolutely. In helping them. Absolutely. Many introverts do get energy from extroverts. You know, so if they're not if they're not accessing that, um, that's also a challenge for them. We've just got a couple of minutes till we have to have to close, wrap up. So, I'm just interested. What, what does the future hold for you with your your work, and, and how can people reach out to you if they want well, to? Well, I love working with ambitious and talented leaders, and I love a challenge, and I love helping them access phenomenal growth. Um, so, for me, the future is m- more of that. Um, I've recently launched a couple of peer groups that I think have got amazing potential and you know coming through this people people value and 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 need the community that they can um spar with bounce off learn from grow develop so there those two things are my focus um the third thing is a book that i am writing (laughs) i mentioned earlier which is (laughs) almost slipped off my list of things that matter to me but um yeah, I'm uh, going to get my book done. So, uh, yeah, I have to look out for that. It's going to be a humorous account of balancing motherhood and the boardroom. So uh, lots of um, funny stories in that and some harsh realities as well. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it be a helpful book for, for many people. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds good. We'll look forward to that. And you can maybe talk to us about that at uh, some stage in the future. <laughs> When, it, when it's launched, when can we expect it on a bookshelf? Oh, yeah, nothing like commitment, is there? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about accountability <laughs> earlier. Soon, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, soon. <laughs> so do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of wrapping up this, because it's, it's a massive topic, you know, we're talking about thriving leadership in a, in a difficult world with complex system um but i i think if that, if there were three things for me they would be firstly that we all strive to look for the positives and the opportunities and everything that we're facing at the moment i think the second thing is building momentum through small steps and lastly i would say this find a mentor <laughs> or mentors be in a community because it's a time to be together and collaborate i yeah well, it's been it's been Kate. It's been great talking with you today and uh, hearing your enthusiasm and some of your stories. And there's some great pointers in there. It, it, I don't think this subject, if if you're involved with people, whether you're you know manager, whether you're a leader, likely you're going to be a combination of of, of those things and a coach. 
these um, these pointers, you can't hear them enough at the moment. We've got yeah. to be mindful, haven't we, about ourselves and how we're coming across and the simple things around sleep and diet and getting our head in place, but also getting being focused, focusing on the values, looking forward, bringing energy, bringing kindness, bringing support, caring about others, getting clarity, moving things forward. There's a lot to think about <laughs> Just right <a> few. <laughs> now. Sorry? Just a few things there. <laughs> Just a few things. So thank you for reminding us all of those. We, you know, we don't need to be told about it. We all need to keep hearing it and uh, just thinking about each day, how we ingrain it more and what do we do. So big thank you, Kate. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. And then on next week's show, we have Mark, Mark Given um, from uh, North Carolina. Um, Mark is, uh, is a wonderful fellow. I had a great conversation with him last week. Uh, I think you'll enjoy him. Uh, like Katie's uh, a lovely communicator, a really, um, really engaging man. And his uh, big subject is trust. And he's written lots and lots of books. Um, one of them is, is on trust. But we're going to talk specifically about trust next week, which I think in this current situation is a very, very important conversation. Again, that, that area that could give us a, an edge. So th- once again, it's been brilliant talking to you again uh, this week. Uh, do um, check in next week. Any questions, comments, send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Uh, there's now a live webinar that we're doing on a Thursday, five till six. It's uh, called Look Forward Thursdays. Uh, if you need details of, of that, just um, drop a note to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. I'll send that those across to you. Um, we'll so- shortly get that more on the, on the um, internet and things like that. So wish, wishing you all well and uh, do take care and uh, please do um, you know, d- d- move beyond survival and use some of these ideas to thrive. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.